Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to episode 168 of my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As much as I like to interview fitness and nutrition experts who talk about the importance of proper nutrition and exercise to strengthen the body and fight off all types of diseases, what if your name is Yvette Frith Raymond, a strong woman of faith who has dedicated her life to the service of others, and you're doing everything right, you're exercising and you're eating healthy, and yet your body breaks down and you become very ill. Is it possible that although Yvette was eating what's considered healthy food, it wasn't healthy for her? Now, this is Yvette Fritz Raymond's story, and it may help you to determine what's healthy for you. So I can say in 2017, I had a drastic shift in life. And what that did, I was, I had to be open to understanding that as healthy as I was then, I was really also very unhealthy. So the vegan food that I was consuming was not the best option for my body. So um, what I will say is I am hypothyroid and my thyroidism is an autoimmune disease. And I had to learn over time that um, when you have an autoimmune disease that there are certain foods that's not the best choice for your body. So I became sick in 2017 and I was on a journey that was rather painful. Yvette Frith Raymond is a strong woman of faith who has dedicated her life to service with an intention to change the life trajectory of those within her sphere who are vulnerable and living beneath their potential in Christ. Yvette possesses more than a set faith, her willingness to step out into uncharted territory without readily available resources or known end is a prime example of Yvette's audacious spirit and her total dependence on God. Best known for her commitment to excellence and ministry, coupled with a servant's heart, Yvette has worked tirelessly in several capacities at the Rise Church International, formerly known as the Brooklyn Christian Center. She is always willing to share her gifts and talents with those who serve alongside her, mentoring, training, and loving the people of God. Equipped with a Bachelor of Arts in Modern Languages and Literature and a Master's of Social Work from the State University of New York at Buffalo, Yvette has traversed the four walls of the church for over 19 years to advocate for underserved children and families throughout New York City. She is a social worker by profession and is employed by the New York State Office of Children and Family Services. And I am truly pleased to have Yvette Frith Raymond on my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Yvette, how are you today? I am doing well, Vince. I thank you very much for having me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Now, before we discuss your story and the reason why I asked you to come on the show today, tell my listeners, where did you grow up, Yvette, and what was your childhood like? So I was born and raised 
in the beautiful island of Jamaica. Um, I was born in Spanish town, but raised in Maidstone, Manchester. And uh, Maidstone is one of the very first freed villages, um, and it's in the rural part of Jamaica. I was raised by my grandparents as my mother worked um, as a caretaker. She worked and lived outside of our home. My grandparents raised my brother and I, along with um, some of my cousins. We were raised in um, a large family. My grandparents had 14 children. Whoa. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I was raised in a village, not just in the family village of, you know, the, my aunts, uncles, and cousins, but in a village um, where people outside of the home took care of each other. Um, you know, my village is a farming community, so we had land to roam and run around. And I just remember having a childhood where, you know, there were rough days, but as a child, you didn't even know what that meant like, because my family gave love. I Every time I think about my childhood, I just think of family and love. Um, even the days when it didn't seem as if you had enough, you had more than enough, because again, I was raised in a village. So the village mm-hmm. took care of us and and my grandparents took care of the village because just because just of how the community was so i every time i think about home i think about love and i think about family my grandmother has since passed but my grandfather is still alive and he's 102 years old whoa god bless him 102 yes goodness healthy living yes healthy living yes oh my goodness that is the longevity i desire to have sounds like you're on the right track (laughs) i pray i am i pray i am and so when they say it takes a village it really does take a village doesn't it i do believe i really do believe it it does and and you know i can say that the 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 foundation of my life started in that village and that's what actually drives me today you know my foundational beliefs and values came out of that village wow and speaking of which you are a person of faith yes and very active in your church correct yes i am yes i am so how important is faith to you and why faith the truth is since i don't know of a life outside of one of faith, I was raised in the church. And even though I did not always go to church, but again, the foundational values were, were it's just a part of who I am. Um, it doesn't mean that I didn't have to learn what that was for myself as an individual. I had to grow. You, you learn about faith growing up, but you had to grow to accept experience certain things for yourself. So as I became an adult and matured, I think life experiences kind of have forced you to go a little bit deeper to find for yourself. And that is when I know I can say I definitely know that faith helps to get me through through life. There's just an inner um faith is, is just as important as the air I breathe, right? So yes. I need ear to breathe and I need my faith to live because my faith in God is what guides me daily. 
I'm not sure if I know how to express it any other way. You know, it, it nourishes my heart. It really drives my soul to be where it, it's just fundamental to my existence. Oh, most definitely. And what you, like you said, just like you need air to breathe, you need faith today, yeah. you yeah. know? And I think it's more important today than any other time that we have our faith. It sure is. You, ha- you have to have something to, to stand on, something to believe in, something that's going to propel you to go beyond where you are, um, you know, and help you guide, help to guide you to that place. Otherwise, you're just, you're at a place where you're like, I'm not sure I can do it. Can I do it? I'm not sure. And that's me relying on my own inadequacies. And when I do that, I'm not sure how successful how successful I could be if I do live and believe that way. Huh, I see, I see. And in addition to your faith, you also live a very healthy lifestyle, right? But were you always into health? You know what? If I if I am honest with myself, you know, I, I can go back to maybe even my childhood with how we were raised. We were raised on things from the farm. Um, it's very rare that my grandparents um, prepared meals that were not from the farm. It was very rare that there were things from the supermarket. You know, when you, you go to the supermarket, certain aisles, it was very rare that those things were at the dining table. And so I guess I would say I was always fed that way didn't mean that I knew what it was like until I became an adult and kind of matured into accepting a certain lifestyle. But I I would have to say that there was a foundational piece to it. When you came to the States, did you notice that most of the people here were not eating as healthy? So I I migrated to the States at 15 years old, um, and I migrated to live with my dad, my stepmom, and my other siblings. And um, my parents also prepared healthy meals. So I, I just think it's the way the family was. And I, I think culture had a lot to do with that. But when I, I think my changes actually started in college. I um, went away to school in Buffalo, University of Buffalo. And it was in my second year in college. Now, it's maybe transitioning into the third year that I actually went vegan. I started to eliminate meat within my freshman into sophomore year. And then in my junior year, I actually just started doing total um, no meat. And I started out, yeah, no meat. Um, I started out doing more vegetarian and then I transitioned into um, vegan. There was a transitional period, but I would say in college is when I made the total shift to, to, to how I actually eat. But something happened, okay, because, again, you're living a healthy lifestyle. You're eating vegan, but, um, so you're relatively healthy. But something happened that caused you to change the way you eat. Please share that story with my listeners. So in... I I went vegetarian, vegan in college, and I did that for most of my adult life. And when I became pregnant um, with my children in 2008 and my second child in 2010, 
I maintained more of a vegetarian lifestyle, not a vegan lifestyle, because during my pregnancy, I found that I needed more than I was able to really do being a vegan. Um, I fast forward uh, later in life, and I realized at that time that um, there were things that I was eating that really was not in agreement with my body. Not that it wasn't healthy eating, it just wasn't what my body needed. And so, you know, you grow to learn that as healthy as one can be, it's not always the best option for that person. So in today, we're in 2020, transitioning into 2021. So I can say in 2017, I had a drastic shift in life. And what that did, I was, I had to be open to understanding that as healthy as I was then, I was really also very unhealthy. So the vegan food that I was consuming was not the best option for my body. So um, uh -huh. what I will say is I am hypothyroid and my thyroidism is an autoimmune disease. And I had to learn over time that um, when you have an autoimmune disease, that there are certain foods that's not the best choice for your body. So I became sick in 2017, and I was on a journey that was rather painful, but it was a life-altering, painful experience. And so I, um, I had to end up seeing the specialist for my stomach, there was just one point when it really got to the point where I had to stop, I had to pause, and I really had to figure out what was going on. I saw my doctor because I was not able to eat and digest. There was nothing that was really digesting as I ate. I got sick, and I just was not able to eat. And I called my doctor, and I said, you know what, I really, I have an issue, and I don't know what it is. And I think it's the GI issue. I went in to see her and I explained what was going on. She gave me a referral to a GI doctor, but you know, everything takes time. And during that time that I was waiting to see the doctor, my symptoms and my issues just kept on getting worse. By the time I was able to see the GI doctor and schedule the tests, the necessary tests that I needed to get done, the endoscopy, the colonoscopy, et cetera, I learned that I had um, gastritis, and um, yeah. my stomach was so inflamed that I was not able to eat to digest the food that was necessary for my body. And I went through, you know, after getting that diagnosis, you know, I was told I could go back to, you know, my normal lifestyle, but the truth is I had not been able to go back to my normal lifestyle, and it's been over three huh. years. Yes. I had to, you know, and it, it didn't stop. And so it took me, I think, a good nine months between going to the GI doctor and having to see another GI doctor and then allergists and, you know, a bunch of just different doctors because then I, I realized I had all these um, food intolerances, food insensitivities, uh -huh. sensitivities. Just a lot of stuff. I lost a lot of weight because I was not able to eat my stomach. I was not able to digest the food. And so when you're not able to digest, 
you are afraid to eat because you don't know what is going on. In the process, I was very stressed. It was very overwhelming because this is, this is, there's a lot going on and you don't know what is going on in your body. I can fast forward and say I'm grateful now looking back for the medical team that I worked with. My primary care doctor gave me the necessary referrals. Um, she never one day said, you know, ask what is wrong with you. You know, doctors may sometimes think that you're overreacting. She never right. one day said that. She gave me the necessary referrals. And I have to tell you, those referrals were always the right referrals. And what I can encourage people to do is to get your diagnosis. Know what your diagnosis is so that you know what you're working with. If you're not armed with the information you need, you're not going to know what your right course of treatment is. So when I saw the GI doctors, and I'm not one to take medication. I don't like medication. And medication somewhat contributed to some of the pain I ended up experiencing because I, I, I have some disc issues in my neck and I have rotator cuff issues. Um, so there was pain there that I was taking some um, ibuprofen, Advil, and I did not know I was one of those people who cannot take NSAIDs because that uh -huh. was horrible for my stomach. So in addition to what was going on with foods that I was eating, then that stuff also contributed to that as well. So the right referrals helped because the doctors did the tests that they needed to do. And it was in that process I found out that, yes, my stomach was inflamed. I was not able to eat right. The foods that I was, some of the foods that I was eating, I was not able to tolerate. So I'd learned that while I am while I don't have celiac, I do have sensitivity to gluten. And as, ah, as gluten. yes, and, uh, and, and soy. And as a vegan, the alternatives were all gluten or soy. <laughs> and yeah, yes, I see, yes. Yes, so for years as a vegan, I was consuming um, those meat alternatives because they're very high in protein and they, to be honest with you, they're very tasty. I really enjoyed, yeah. and I love to cook. So I really enjoyed um, fixing meals, preparing meals and the flexibility that I had to be able to do that. I ate a lot of browns. I hardly ever do anything white. So I did the, the wheat, I did the different grains, but what I was not understanding is that the browns, which were the gluten grains, was just not the best option for my body. And for so, body. right. And so as I was consuming those for years and years and years, my, it was taking a toll on my body. And that's something that I didn't know. And then, you know, for some people who have autoimmune um, diseases, they do have some type of motility issue. And I had, I learned that in the process. So my stomach processes my food a little slower than um, most people. So, yeah, so that contributed to some of the challenges that I experienced. And having said all of that, 
what was important to me was to be armed with the information that was necessary. Uh, it was important for me to know my diagnosis so that I could develop a treatment plan for myself. And the beauty about it is, uh, you know, the doctors that I, that I saw, they all knew I was not one for medication. So the option, oh, they knew. <laughs> yes, we had that discussion up front. So the option was always on the table to find out what are the natural alternatives for, um, you know, whatever that medication is or was that was going to be prescribed. Or what are some of the other lifestyle options that I could have actually engaged, engaged in to support my health? And I started doing yoga. Um, something oh, that I, yeah, something I heard about over the years, but never um, tried. Huh. And you know that thing about, you know, you will do anything to get better. <laughs> I remember yes. the <laughs> very first time yes. that I did yoga. I didn't know what I was going into, and I ended up doing hot yoga. Oh, uh, big room. Bikram. Yes. Oh my goodness, what an experience! And I am not. I I have not gone back to Bikram. I have done vinyasa. I've done a bunch of different forms of yoga, but I did not go back to hot yoga. You didn't go back. No, to No, I did yoga. not go Too back hot to hot you. yoga. Um, I I no, I just couldn't do it. But um, it was a very great experience. That I will say, because it helped me to started to think differently about my body and bringing my body back into alignment. And, uh, you know, I mentioned growing up in Jamaica in, in a farming village. As a little child, we ran around outside with no shoes. So we were always connected to the earth, um, yeah. you know, and so we were practicing natural grounding without even knowing it. Um, Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, yoga brought me into a different awareness, um, managing stress, because I became very stressed not knowing what was going on in my body. Um, yes. So I was really not in a good place when it came to being stressed. And I had to learn to learn what we call mindful living. So I had to learn to manage my stress. I had to learn to find my breath. I had to learn to become more grounded. I had to learn to give up what I could not control. Um, and still managing what the diagnosis was. And the, managing the diagnosis was, for me, eliminating a lot of the foods that I used to eat that was causing pain in the body. Because one thing that people need to know is gluten causes inflammation in the body. Um, inflammation, Glu yes, inflammation causes pain. Wherever you, when, when you feel pain, there's inflammation somewhere. So I had yeah. to learn to eliminate the food that I loved because it was not, it didn't love my body <laughs> or my body didn't love it. So I went back to my foundation. I grew up on a farm where we, right. we, my grandparents planted their own and we ate what was raised on the farm. And I had to go back to the root foods. Um, I've always shopped at farmer's markets. I just, that became what I go to more now. Um, the farmer's market every weekend. 
um, and I go and I get gra- um, root foods. I, I get foods that are, you know, grown in the soil that is really good for the body. Um, I, I learned to, you know, a part of that process, including and um, probiotics. Uh, yes. So that you know, you you could get your your gut flora in check, so that you know you're you're developing a healthier GI system. Um, you know, so there were just a lot of different things that helped me to be where I am today. But one thing I can share with your listeners is you you have to know your body. You have to work with your professionals to get your right diagnosis. And once you get your right diagnosis, you can develop a treatment plan that's best for you. Um, I did a lot of free webinars then to learn um, about natural alternatives. Um, and again, back to the farm. I We grew up using a lot of herbs and uh, I am. I always have herbs. I now just have a better understanding of what those herbs actually do for the body. So I do use a lot of herbs, and I use spices for healing. I use a lot yeah. of essential oils. So my medicine cabinet really is more my essential oils than my herbs. But again, you know, that might not necessarily work for everyone. That works for me. Um, you know, making the necessary adjustments that I needed um, for my body. Hmm. Very nice. So now are you back to basically a vegetarian lifestyle? I am back to a vegetarian lifestyle because I cannot consume the vegan options that I really loved. Um, you know, there are days when I wish I could, but it's just not the best thing for my body. So I have I have come to terms with it and we, we have closure. Um, on that area of my life, so I do mostly vegetarian now. I um, and I'm I'm satisfied with it. I I do, um, for the most part, I don't do dairy. I don't do soy, and as best as I can, I don't do gluten, um, because I need to remain balanced um, in in what I consume and how that affects my body. Yes, and like you said, the gluten caused a lot of inflammation. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, yes. And again, what's important too, you said you recommend that you, my listeners know their body, get to know your, their body. I, I, you know? I think it's so important to get to know your body. You know, as much as we think we know our bodies and as much as we, 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 we accept, you know, we, you know there, there are a lot of fads and there are a lot of things that people tend to gravitate to because, you know, this looks good. I think this might work. This sounds great. This but the truth is, it might not be what's ideal for you as an individual. And, I mean, I didn't get into vegan and vegetarianism because it, it was a fad or this is. I got into it because that's something that I'm naturally propensed towards. So it's yes. something that I enjoyed. It's just that my body was really not able to manage it. And for years, if, if, I'm, if, you know, if I might, for years, as much as I ate that way, I was gaining weight over time, and I always liked to work out. I mean, there were a couple of years in between that I wasn't as active in the gym as I would have liked to, 
But I never really, I was never one of those people who overate or overconsumed certain things. And I really started to gain weight that I was really not able to lose. And, um, huh. you know, in hindsight, if I was to really look back at when those things started to happen, I would have recognized that something was going on in my body that I needed to pause and really take a look at. But I, I didn't. In hindsight, I would have. But, you know, you you... You learn later. Most definitely. They say hindsight is twenty yeah. twenty. You look back, you can see yeah. clearly, you know? Yeah, you learn later. <laughs> so do you do any other types of exercise besides yoga now? So I am not, um, I don't do as much yoga as I used to um, in 2018 and part of 2019. In 2020, believe it or not, I started running again. And I, I, used, to do track nice. and, I used to do track and field in high school. I used to do volleyball. I was actually an active um, sports lover, and I participated in sports. So in uh, 2020, um, you know, this this pause has really given me an opportunity for reset as well. Um, I live close enough to Prospect Park, and we would take, my husband and I would take our children for walks in the park, and they actually wanted to start doing trails and just kind of exploring the park a little differently. And we started to do that. But what I realized is when I was taking them out, I really wasn't doing much for me. And so I decided that I would start going out in the morning when the weather, it was was still fairly cool, um, started changing. And I started to go for walks. And my brother He's in the military. One night I was speaking to him and I mentioned, no, I haven't been running. You know, I really wish I could go back to running. And a part of the reason why I wasn't able to do that, Vince, is because on my journey, I lost so much weight and my muscles became so weak and I was not as strong as I used to be. And I wanted to be healthier. I wanted to feel better, but I was always so weak. If I lifted something that I thought I would have been able to manage in terms of lifting, I would feel pain. That's because my muscles were so weak and I needed to do something to strengthen them. In 2019, I started to go back to the gym, but even then lifting the weights, it it hurt. So I had to start out at bare minimum and I would just go and I would just do the walk on the treadmill because I couldn't do the running on the treadmill. I just did the basic. Um, and then in 2020, I remember just speaking to my brother and I said, oh, I, I really wish I could go running. And that morning after I spoke to my brother, I was walking and then I decided to maybe let me just see what I could do. And I think I did half a mile of a jog. And the next morning I did like a mile. And I think by the really? fourth morning, I, I just took off when I went in the park and I just started running. And I have not stopped. And you haven't stopped. I have not <laughs> stopped. Um, you know, except for now that it's winter, I'm not out running. Um, if the weather is not too bad, I will go out and I'll do a half half walk, half jog. But um, I, I, it, it, it's, I, I, I love it. I truly, truly love it, and it has given my body. I've, I've, it has rejuvenated my body, and I, I, I love it. 
Excellent, excellent. Well, I tell you, Yvette, this half hour have gone has gone so quickly, and I just thank you so much because I think you're adding a lot of value um, to my listeners about what you went through, you know, and how you're able to get your health back. What advice would you give my listeners um, as far as when it comes to taking care of their own bodies? Number one, know your body. And if you don't know how to know your body, work with someone who can help you to get to know your body. Um, and, and a part of getting to know your body is really listening to what your body is saying to you. When I didn't know what my body was saying, I went to my doctor. When I started to become overwhelmed with anxiety and stress and I thought I was having, oh, my God, my, she refer, my doctor referred me to the cardiologist. Turned out I did not need a cardiologist, but that was the way stress was man manifested in my body. So learning your body, working with someone to help you understand what is going on with your body and developing and knowing your diagnosis, if there is one, and developing a treatment plan for that diagnosis for a very favorable outcome. And it is okay to know the diagnosis. I think one of the things that we have to understand is we cannot start to treat something we don't know what we're treating. We could try to develop a treatment plan and it's totally off. So you have to know your diagnosis, know what you're working with, develop a treatment plan that works for you, works for your body, develop a network of support who is going to be a, a great source of encouragement, who you need cheerleaders in your life. You, you need people who understand. Um, you know, when I went to the cardiologist and he sat and he listened to me, he recommended that I read the book Dropping Acid. Never heard of it, wow. did not know what that meant. And you know what was so funny, Vince? When I went to the allergist because of some of the food sensitivity issues I was having, he also recommended reading portions of that book that I was already reading. So there was wow. a there was a network of doctors and so, you know who 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 were you know who could give um, recommendations and it it was like confirmation and it was consistent. So developing a way of living in a mindful way, decreasing stress, it reduces anxiety in your life. And once you create a balance in your life, there is harmony. And I can tell you, once you're at that place in your life, there are things that's happening around you that you will recognize the things that you used to major in has now become your minor. They're not huh. as bothersome anymore. You're able to become more carefree. You're able to just release a lot of things that is, you have no control over. And that helps to really bring your body into alignment because your body can heal itself, but you need to give your body what it needs. And your body needs to be at peace. Your body needs yes. to be whole. You need to be well. And, and that is, that's, some of what I would recommend to your listeners. That's a lot. Let me tell you, that is awesome recommendations, Yvette. And the name of that book was Dropping Acid? Dropping Acid, yes. Man, that sounds like a powerful book to get, okay? Because your body builds up a lot of acidity. Yes. I get it, I get it. And 
and tell me, Yvette, about your family and your and your church. Tell me how important they are to you. So I am an active leader in my church, Rice Church International, where my pastor, Dennis Dillon, is our leader. He is a community activist. He is such a leader who encourages, you know, us to really just be the best we can be. And he's really one of the the, the reasons why I, I, I even feel as confident as I am speaking to you today, because he recognized nice. something in me when I did not know I had it in me, and he pulled that out of me. So I'm, I'm as confident speaking with you today because of what he saw in me. Um, so I want to be able to to um, say thank you to him and the work that he continues to do in um, Rise Church here in New York, as well as international with our communities in Africa and across the globe. Um, and the next question you, you wanted was to know about my family. Well, I am married. I've dated my husband for five years before we got married. So we've been married now for 14 years. Um, September nice. 2020, we've been married for 14 years, and we have two beautiful children, Malachi and Elijah Raymond. We serve in ministry together, and um, you know, we we he's a great source of support to me. And the children are they're just growing well, and and I just thank God for the work they're doing. Surely they've been doing school all virtual for this whole time, and. They actually both made the honor roll for their um, schools, and I'm really proud of them. Congratulations. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. Yvette Fifth Raymond, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks to Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. Thank you, Vince. This was truly a pleasure. You are a blessing. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Take care. Bye-bye.